I hate when people are like, oh, well, you know, blue eyes are just a result of inbreeding. Like, shut the it's fuck so- up. We're all inbred. Like, what? Yeah, As that's what human being that's is. How, yeah. Like, that's how it works. Literally. How else does the population grow? We're all a little inbred. Some of us just more than others. <laughs> Hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Hi. We're Quinn. Quinn. And we're we're Becca. Becca. And And welcome to Manic Pixie Jump Scare, a podcast where Becca and I talk openly about our shared delusions, passions, and love love for each other. And guys, today I'm scared because... (laughs) Yeah. And we're alienating our audio listeners two episodes in a row now, but Becca, for the video watchers, is not on screen right now. (laughs) And that is because, as we discussed in our last episode, Becca got her hair done today. Yeah. (laughs) And as we talked about, Becca and I's relationship is just a content farm now. And Mm -hmm. so Becca had the ingenious idea of not turning her video on. And now we are going to do a live reveal on the podcast. Mm -hmm. So, oh my God. I just, oh, I know the color. I know the color, what the color is going to be like, but I just. Yeah. So Becca, are you, are you happy with this result or do you love it? Like, what's the, your feeling on it? I am very happy about it. Mm-hmm. I I actually thought about how when you were talking about your shag, there was like yes. an oh shit moment you had. Yeah. And I uh-huh. I certainly had one today. Okay. It did take six hours. <gasps> yes. So I mean, it's nothing too crazy, but okay. I, it's definitely different. And okay. you just you've never known me like this. No, and blonde Becca is like a staple. And exactly everybody who I know who knows Becca as a blonde, it's like, oh my god, that girl. And I'm just like, well, she was crazy. Who am I even <laughs> hosting a podcast with? You know, it's like exactly. Oh my goodness. So I think it's the moment of truth. Are you ready? <gasps> I think so. Right. Nothing will I'll ever be down. the same. <laughs> I know. Ah, okay. I'm about to All cry. Right. I'm literally about to cry. Like, <laughs> I can feel it. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> Cancer season. Okay. Cancer season. All right. Well, three, two, one. <gasps> <laughs> oh my God, it's a bu- <laughs> I'm bobbing it up, right? It's giving Violet Beauregard. It's giving- <laughs> It's giving oh Rosamund Pike. It's giving Rosamund Pike. <laughs> It's yeah, giving, like fully. Oh my god, it's giving cool girl. It's giving Becca. It looks so thank cool. you. Thank you. Oh my god. Yeah. I'm very happy with how blonde it got. Literally. Yeah. Oh my god. It looks like so, naturally blonde. Aren't you legend has it? You're like naturally blonde, right? I am naturally dirty blonde. So I would say this is like one level lighter than like, but she she um had my roots like she kind of teased them up and stuff so uh-huh. it's like 
kind of my natural dirty blonde is like in there but some of the brown is still like left yeah but it, it's like blonde enough that I'm like no very, but it looks very, very like it looks it looks like it grew out of your head that color well is thank what I'm saying. you yeah. yeah but you know it doesn't always have to be the goal of hair dye but it's nice if it sometimes. is you know why not wow yeah oh wow so, so what so what things can we expect from Becca's blonde ambition era would you say Oh my God. I mean, okay. Last time I was blonde, I was just the happiest I ever was. Yes. We love that. Um, I think expect me to wreak havoc. I guess Mm -hmm. like, I think finally I'm going to be a whore. (gasps) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, No, I think, I think after mama summer, Mm -hmm. we're on the precipice of like a big, like sexual breakthrough as a people. Yeah. I've been feeling the tide shifting with that. I think so. And I think especially because we are with the um, the reintroduction of like religious piousness and like Judeo-Christian and like Protestant sexual values in Western mm-hmm. society. I think there is bound to be a backlash where it's just everybody's going to be like fucking Yes. And I think also like our like COVID, I don't know. Yeah. I just think we're about to really get the roaring 20s. Mm-hmm. Perhaps. I mean, this is all being said, obviously, in we'll see because of what was just overturned. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see and how monkeypox like- <laughs> and the yeah. impending recession. <laughs> you know so so guys maybe not but we're gonna Becca try. And I are allowed to make predictions even if they're unfounded and that's a rule of the podcast yeah, yeah even if everything is against us mm-hmm. yeah but um yeah so I think that oh, um wow I I expect me to become a little bit more magical again mm-hmm. yeah more coincidences what there is no such thing as a coincidence (laughs) more synchronicities more synchronicities yes Mm -hmm. julia cameron very much yeah exactly exactly oh my goodness yeah i'm so happy to know you now i know this is crazy (laughs) you used to know me now you don't um now you do um yeah oh my gosh okay well let's catch up since uh-huh. that is the tradition we've established on this podcast yes. so becca i hear i feel like the ketchup is going to be a little bit more of like a media diet ketchup today yeah um, yeah and becca and i have recently been listening to some music mm-hmm. and becca i know you have been a little entranced by yeah. a particular project that has come out lately and so do you want to tell the viewing public about that Yes, thank you for asking. Mm-hmm. I have been obsessively listening to Florence and the Machines, or I guess it's just Florence. Now. I don't know if it's still the machine anyway, mm-hmm. to um, the album Dance Fever. Mm-hmm. It is so fantastic and such a great summer album. Summer, like midsummer, dancing in the fields. Yes. I'm gonna, like, a, a huge theme of the album is like dancing away singing and dancing away like your anxiety and fear mm-hmm. and it's so beautiful and I I just can't stop I feel like I I might be at, whoa what if this blonde Becca is like cottagecore Becca 
very Becca on the Wendy show. Very much a braided headband. Yes. And And a little (laughs) tear dress. Yes. Yeah. No, that was very, you were giving. Yeah. Like my friend Tegan Amish. Very much so, (laughs) you know, and that's fine. I actually, after last episode, I I would like to apologize to the Amish because I'm very pro Amish now. Now that Quinn said that. (laughs) It was funny because I was watching the episode today because I was editing it and Mm -hmm. It was funny because you had the reveal that like Ben was deaf and then we had a cinematic parallel revealing. Oh, why do I keep thinking your cousin's name is Ben? (laughs) It's Ryan. Ryan. Yeah. Your cousin Ryan, the Frankie Grande to your Ariana. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) When you revealed he was deaf, it was like it was this very, it was very cinematically like parallel to when I revealed Tegan used to be Amish. I feel yeah. Like it, it felt like we both had things to reveal in the episode. Yeah, two big shocks, one yes. after the other. Boom, mm-hmm. pow. Definitely crazy. No, literally. I uh, meant to listen to Dance Fever today, but I'm not quite get to it because, you know. Life. <laughs> life. It's okay. Um, but is it like, is it like, oh. da- is it like dance, dancey? Like, because Florence is not somebody I expect like uns uns music from. No, it's very much like her, like the classic rock type thing, mm. like very much this album, I think is the most Stevie Nicks I've heard her be. Okay. Um, And yeah, it's like the folky rock stuff that like, I love that. yeah, it's, it's great. It It's, there's some also like the song Choreomania is a little like leans into um poetry oh which the way it's delivered an expert on yes very famously poetry Uh minor um so i was like oh oh let me listen a little louder because i'm tapping into this Mm -hmm. yeah it's just a beautiful piece of work you should definitely go out um and listen to it on a walk that would be ideal ideal listening i think yeah, I should listen to it. I need like a new, because as we talked about, I had my, I've been obsessed with indie pop lately, mm-hmm. and, but now I'm starting to, I feel like I've overdone it a little bit. As Becca and I talked about in our last episode, it's like an all or nothing. And so like all I was, mm-hmm. all I've listened to for the past two weeks is like indie pop. And now I'm like, need another genre, but I keep coming back also. I don't know. It's just the area of life I'm in. Well, speaking of, I have not listened to the album that you are obsessed with right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you want to speak on that? Yeah. So Muna's sophomore album I've been waiting for with like Bated Breath or no, their third album. Becca and I are both big fans <laughs> of the group Muna. Yeah. Um, which if you don't know, is like this queer band that is very like lesbian slash trans femme like mm-hmm. friend not friendly but like made up of like le- lesbians and trans femme people and like all that kind of stuff and so or I guess not trans femme but like femme people who like identify as trans I don't know but mm-hmm. um they're not a girl group and they've like said that because not all of them identify as women so yeah but they're just a really cool freaking band and I love their music I like their album saves the world is like a seminal document of my life did we was it this podcast where we talked about our love for the song pink light 
I don't know if it was in the podcast or just in our lives, but mm-hmm. that song is so good. Yeah, Pink Light is an amazing song. I um I've been listening to um the Yaya song a lot recently. Mm-hmm. Um it's just a beautiful little self-care tune. Also, it's gonna be okay, baby. Like Aww. I just love and I also the song. Oh, I was going to say number one fan. Nothing gets me. Amazing pop song. Up like that. Amazing pop song. So good. And then their like first album too with Crying on the Bathroom Floor. Um, mm. The song Around You. Something about the lyric. In Arizona, half and half and half a pack of cigarettes. Something about that like lyric just gives me that buzz. Ooh, like I don't know what it is but anyway and then they're so it's been about two weeks since they released their last album which is their first album they were on rca but then they got dropped like at the beginning of the pandemic i believe and then miss phoebe bridgers said oh come to my factory (laughs) dad dad as they call her yeah um, phoebe put her on satisfactory which is her label and mm. it's their first release under satisfactory it's a self-titled album oh it's amazing the song what i want is my song in the summer it's like have you heard it at all becca no it's like this beautiful it's exactly what we were talking about with like the sexual liberation it's like a song that's just about mm. partying and about having a good ass time and about that. not caring about what other people think because it's what you want um like there's this one lyric that's like um and when I see my friend put something on her tongue I'm gonna ask for one because that's just what I want and I'm like yeah and it's like it's fully like you know when people are like oh that song like glamorizes drug use and like this song is fully doing that and it's like yeah what about it (laughs) it's what I want (laughs) it's what I want and then there's this one lyric where in the middle of the chorus where she goes, I want to dance in the middle of a gay bar. <laughs> and like, that's simply always what I want to be doing. <laughs> she gets it. Yeah. And so, wow. yeah, there, yeah, I just love it. Um, there's another song, Runner's High, which is like a cool, like, they're like kind of for and the hyper pop. I I like obsessively listened to the album for the first two days it was out. I'm in love with like all the singles. Home by Now is a beautiful song. Um, kind of Girl, which is a cool, it was one of their singles and they did this music video where they all dressed up in drag, like as Ooh. men, but the song's called Kind of Girl. I saw kind the photos. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's amazing. And then there's, um, there's one lyric and this is like one of the times I felt most emotionally charged and like I'm literally getting like um, <laughs> thinking about it, but um she goes I'm the girl who's floating on a dandelion thinking how the winds could change at any given time and like one time I was listening to the song and I almost started crying (laughs) like I I just got chills yeah (laughs) it's like a and I didn't I didn't like expect it I didn't like expect like to feel that emotion because I listened to the song mm-hmm. a bunch already but it like just hit me in a different way and like oh wow. and then like Loose Garment, Shooting Star, uh, it's an amazing album. If you are not on the Muna Wave, I'm literally so excited for their concert in August. 
Yeah, I might have to come to that. Can you please? Because I don't know if anybody else is coming. And Katie Gavin famously has a crush on Becca. Yes. Okay. Yeah. I was going to talk about how I am so emotionally connected to Muna because of my experience in which I saw them open for Phoebe. Mm -hmm. I had a whole different experience with Phoebe, but that's for another time. Yeah. But while Muna was playing, there was a brief silence. And so me being me yelled at Katie, who was staring at me the entire, Mm -hmm. the entire concert. I don't doubt. Multiple people told me like, why is she staring at you? And I'm like, well, it's because I'm beautiful and breathtaking and she loves me. I did scream at her. You're so hot. You're so fucking hot. (laughs) And she had a giggle into the microphone and she looked at me and was like, (laughs) oh God, which, okay. I don't, I'm not proud of myself for objectifying her like that. (laughs) It had to happen. (laughs) No. And it, no, it's a horny on May and summer. I, I yeah. myself am okay, experimenting good. with being horny on May right now. Oh, um, I know you are because... <laughs> okay, Macy texted me and goes, how does Quinn find the tweets I find? And then screen sent me screenshots of like your likes on her timeline showing up. And it was like something, something pussy, something, something... <laughs> like I was like I, I I honestly don't know the fact that other people can see the things I like on Twitter <laughs> is so scary to me like I know uh, I know like cognitively that I see the things other people like on Twitter but then my likes feel private but like yeah literally and my friend I don't do this but apparently it was either my friend Kat or Annie tweeted out that they go to like their friends likes like they go to like their mutuals likes and like read them when they like run sometimes out sometimes I do read. that yeah, because oh it's always fun. It's like the it's like someone it's like a for you page of literally Twitter. Yeah, yeah. Because I know I'm gonna like it. Yeah. So being horny on Maine is something else we're experimenting with. Fun. Speaking of being horny, mm. or not? <laughs> mm-hmm. I read a book recently that I need to talk about on okay. here. <laughs> Um, and Becca is not a follower. Rebecca doesn't have Snapchat because she's like an adult and cool. But I, <laughs> um, I've like been roped back into Snapchat over the past year, oh. and I'm having a little fun with it because my Snapchat private story I feel like can be much more private than like my Instagram close friends story. Yeah, because like my Instagram close friends, like it's too big. It's too big, but I don't know who to boot off. I get that. It's also nice. Because my pro tip for Snapchat is do not connect your number to it. Make a new Snapchat and don't connect your number to it. I didn't know you could not connect your number. I do it. And Snapchat does try to bully me into connecting my number to it. But I say, no, no, no. You don't give in because you're strong. Literally. And nobody can find you. Wow. That's nice. Like nobody adds me who I don't want to add me because they don't have my phone number. Yeah. And it's so nice. Like my Snapchat feels much more curated than like my older Snapchat did. Anyway, Mm. I read a book called Red, White, and Royal Blue. I'm going to grab it off my shelf. I've seen the cover of this. Yeah. This book, this book, this book, I read it right on the precipice of my Sea Isle trip, which I talked about in the last episode. Mm -hmm. I started it and then Sea Isle, baby. I was turning pages of this book. I was on the beach, like, one night, 
I literally got everybody to stay home because and on a Saturday, on a Saturday night, I was like, they were like, oh, what's the plan for a night? And I was like, honestly, guys, I just kind of want to stay in because I was reading this fucking book and I was like, Whoa. nothing that will happen to me at a straight bar in Seattle City, New Jersey is going to be more interesting than what's going on in this book. Fascinating. And I stand by that. <laughs> I'm so proud of you. <laughs> yes, literally. And so the premise of the book is it follows the main character is the first son of the United States. So he's the son of the president who is the first female president of the United States. So like, first of all, we're like, yes. Rock on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has resentment towards the second, like in line of like the current British, like royals, like the Harry. He's like in the same position as Harry. I see, I see, okay. Um, He's not like next in line for the throne. He's like fifth or sixth in line and he won't be like, royalty for a long time but anyway Mm -hmm. so I am like reading so they have this little rivalry right and then they're at a wedding they're at the royal wedding of the prince's brother who's like the actual like first in line for their generation right okay and they the first son gets super drunk and like gets into like an altercation not like physical altercation like more of like a he loses his balance and like falls into the prince after having like a little verbal tiff with him because they have this little rivalry Mm -hmm. and they knock over the cake like at a royal wedding basically yeah (laughs) no which like causes an international incident basically and so then (laughs) it's a war crime yes literally they have to (laughs) They go on this campaign to like convince the public that they're actually best friends and that they've been like really good friends for a long time. And so they have all these like press events and all this kind of stuff. And Mm -hmm. as fate would have it, they end up falling in love. Wow. (laughs) OMG. (laughs) And so, yeah, they start like, they start this little tryst, this little romance even and it's like a huge deal because he's literally his mom is like and his mom is running for her second term like throughout the book and he has Mm -hmm. this secret relationship with the literal prince like a prince of England and so um huge conflicts of interest there and he's like trying to keep it a secret from everybody and it's just oh seems so interesting isn't it kind of similar to the book you just read yes yeah it has like I I truly think well this one was published first I truly think this author could have like a legal case against the other book I talked about (laughs) but because like the story beats are so similar Mm -hmm. but this one's longer so there's more like detail and stuff and I would say you are supposed to like the characters in this book Mm-hmm. in a way where you are not supposed to like the, the characters. characters in the other book mm-hmm. like that's that's kind of the biggest difference but they are they're very similar books gotcha and I don't know it was just it was just beautiful it's also about like grief in a way because like it's just like because the um prince his father is dead like he lost his father okay. at like a young age um 
and his mom's side is like the royal side of the family and so his dad was just like a regular schmegular girl well actually he was an actor he played James Bond uh, in like this fictionalized world but like his dad was one iteration of James Bond basically and so yeah and yeah it's it's crazy and so he's like dealing with that and there's just uh there's just this beautiful like mm, like the writing was just beautiful and stuff about that I'm gonna read this I'm gonna read this quote (laughs) that I so I was literally taking pictures of the book being like I want this like in my phone (laughs) so there's this really cute thing they do oh my god I like I like gushed over this book um but they're they like send emails back and forth to each other and there's one chapter where it's just all emails and they start at the end they start including like famous like quotes from like historical figures about like love and it's like stupid and gross but like also cute and at one point the prince types you see for me memories are difficult very often they hurt a curious thing about grief is the way it takes your entire life all those foundational years that made you who you are and makes them so painful to look back upon because of the absence there that they're suddenly inaccessible you must invent an entirely new system omg like like it's just like shit like that and I was just like oh and it's nice because they're both like kind of closed off like emotionally disconnected people but like they finding each other literally it's so uh, sweet and like there was a part of me that I'm like I'm over identifying with this and like pretending like this is my life (laughs) and like escaping into the world of this novel uh but I've actually heard many people talk about that book and say it's like one of the best ever no, I, I truly love it a lot. Mm-hmm. There's a collector's edition coming out this year with like an extra chapter in it. And I'm like, let me buy that. For um, sure. There's also a movie being made where Uma Thurman is playing the mom. So she's like the president of the United States, which I think oh is my just God. the silliest thing ever. That's amazing. <laughs> it's like, it makes so much sense for Uma Thurman to play the president of the United States, but it's also so camp. So goofy, yeah. Yeah. I can't wait. Oh, I wanted to... I know I talked about Florence and the machine. I also mm-hmm. wanted to bring up Florence Pugh. <gasps> yeah. Because she recently exposed some nipple on really? the carpet purposefully. It was a sheer dress that she wore. Wait. And she got a lot of flack for wearing that. And you can look on her Instagram. It's like one of the most recent things. Um, she got a lot of talk back, obviously from idiots. Oh, work. Um, but she looked so criminally good. Yeah, wait. It it br- basically brought me to my knees when I saw the photo of her. She is one of my celebrity crushes. Uh-huh. And one of the people who, in my delusions that I have, like, that I'll marry a bunch of celebrities and then divorce them. She is divorcee number three, I believe. Wow. So you're, yeah. you're not even staying with her. No, because it's not, it's, I love divorce. You know, I do. Yeah. Uh huh. And we would always be good friends, me and her, I'm sure. Yeah, definitely. But you can only live with someone for so long, usually. Yeah. I, I don't mind this at all. I think she looks so good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and like, literally, I'm so, I am, I In think I Maison am, de Valentino. Exactly. I, if, if male presenting people can show their nipples, 
like female presenting or just femme people, anyone, every mm-hmm. single person, she'd be able to show their nipples. Yeah. So if you want to yeah. show it, you should be able to show it. Do it. Yeah. It's like literally, yeah, especially in like a thing where it's like, at least with like genitalia and stuff, like mm-hmm. we all kind of like agree that like, okay you know, everybody keeps those away, which, you know, you can debate and stuff like that. But like with nipples, it's just so gendered being like, oh, well, men's nipples are okay, but women's Mm -hmm. nipples, like I was in a, I was in a, when I was in Sea Isle, not to keep talking about this trip, but um, Mm -hmm. I was in a Wawa, which, and yes, this guy just walked in and fully just did not have a shirt on. I thought he was just wearing like a skin tone shirt. But he just fully didn't have a shirt on, which like it's a beach, yeah. But then mm-hmm. I was like, if a woman just walked in here, topless, titties out to be, the wind, it would be crazy. They'd be like, no, literally, they'd be like, ma'am, you can't do that, <laughs> ma'am. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Excuse me, <laughs> but like when this guy was just in there and like had his breasts out, yeah, and he was fit. He had breasts, like he mm-hmm. had like a little. A little a something there, a little squish. Yeah. But like, like, sir, put your tits away. How about? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> literally. Yeah. Ugh. Becca yeah. and I are for freeing the nipple for everybody. Always. Literally. Um, but yeah, that's ridiculous. Yeah. She looks good. I think that's the barometer. Because some people mm-hmm. wear things and they don't look good. <laughs> and she looked incredible. So literally. that's really all that needs to be said. Period. And she's mm-hmm. Florence Pugh. So believe becca and i have done our little cheeky catch-up mm-hmm. and so when we return we'll be getting into our topic for today's episode Ooh. Ooh. i'm scared <gasps> oh my god you guys okay so we are back We're we did back. it me and Quinn had a little kiki off screen, on screen. It's becoming like a new tradition that we have a little conflab outside yeah. of the. Our break is just, just us, us talking again. Yeah. <laughs> but it's more personal, I guess. Literally. Um, but to move along, this theme's episode, this episode's theme. Not the glitch. <laughs> I, I really tried so hard to get back on track so fast. Okay. The theme of this episode is much like we did a stand list. We are now going to mirror that in the mm-hmm. upside down mm-hmm. by presenting to you all our problematic faves. Yes. So these are people who we maybe do stand or at least appreciate, mm-hmm. but we can also recognize they're not the best, maybe. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Mm-hmm. So me and Quinn both are going to present five. And just like the stand list, we have alternates ready mm-hmm. just in case. There's to, some parallel thinking. Yep. To um, hopefully get a list of 10 mm-hmm. of our problematic faves. Um, do you have anything to say about the theme, Quinn? Or should we just jump into it? Yeah, it's, it's, a, little, it's a little sister to the stand list. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We are not, I don't know what to say. There's probably, especially with one of the people I have on the list, there's just all this fanfare around them right now. Wink, wink. Okay. Um, okay. 
And it just has me thinking a lot about like the the limits of like the term like problematic and like all this stuff. So I don't know if we're exactly gonna like breach all that in conversation yeah. today, but we are just gonna say that these are things because my yeah. list is not limited to people because much like the stand list, I challenge myself to go beyond the, you know, yeah, what we thought of expectations as yeah 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 and so like what other things are problematic faves you know mm-hmm. and so becca would you mind if i did the the honors the honors because i think this Please. person was the inspiration around us like talking about this in the first place i would believe it because i am a fan of this person but it's much like we were talking about we talked about it on the podcast before but like Specifically, like, people who were, like, important to you as a child, mm-hmm. there's something about that that's, like, powerful in a way that, like, somebody who, like, you come to as an adult, if that makes sense. Yes, yes, <clears throat> for sure. Like, I love, like, Lil Nas X, like, that's somebody who I, like, really enjoy, but, like, because he wasn't around as a child, I feel like he will never, like, reach the peaks of, like, a Lady Gaga for me. Yeah, like there's something couldn't. about it, and it's so like, like an emotional tie. So somebody and MPJ's first problematic fave. The name on everyone's lips. Liam Michelle. <laughs> leak, 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 leak. Oh, uh, so Liam Michelle. Yeah. For those of you who are living under a rock or people who like aren't involved in theater was recently named as Beanie Feldstein's replacement in the recent Funny Girl revivals after Beanie was universally panned for her performance as Fanny Bryce. And we we like Beanie Feldstein on this podcast. Yeah. Um, and so I have not seen the show. I've not seen anything. I've just read the reviews and she wasn't what people were expecting out of Fanny Bryce. Funny Girl is also has like such a history because first of all, well, first of all, with the Leah Michelle of it all, there was obviously a whole plot line throughout Glee where she was like the next Barbara Streisand. And then there was a mm-hmm. revival of Funny Girl that she starred in, in the actual show. Literally crazy. And now, well, it's not crazy because Ryan Murphy at one point owned the rights to a Funny Girl revival and they were going to helm it with Leah Michelle. Oh, I don't think I knew that. Yeah, it was fully like a thing at one point, but then funding fell through or something happened with it where they couldn't like they couldn't do it anymore. And so it fell by the wayside. There was also a rumor after A Star is Born that they were going to do a revival with Lady Gaga as Fanny. I heard that before. And Rosie O'Donnell as Mrs. Bryce. Oh, wow. Um, And so, yeah. So but there has not been a revival of it since its original run in like 1964 or something. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's iconic. Um, and Leah Michelle, people obviously talk about her, like don't rain on my parade a lot, but her, what I listen to, what I come back to is her version of I'm the greatest star from Glee when she was actually like mm. in it. And I just, yeah, Leah Michelle, it was just, I, I grew an appreciation for her, especially after rewatching Glee, where it's like, she really is like a singular talent. Yeah. Yeah. And look, she is, she did do some objectionable things. Look, 
She did allegedly <laughs> threaten to shit in a wig of one of her so black heard. cast members. Yeah. And so was I've just heard. among other terrible, like everybody like reports she was like a nightmare. Yeah. And I, I, I'm, not, I'm not making any excuse. I'm going on the record as not making any excuse for Leah <laughs> no, Michelle's no, nightmare we behavior. Don't excuse you, shouldn't, you shouldn't treat people like that. And that is why, yeah. that is why she's a problematic fate. That's why she yeah. doesn't belong somewhere like the stand list. But she does belong on this it. list. Yeah. And I always so, think about Chris Colfer saying that, like, yeah, she's annoying and she's mm-hmm. terrible or whatever, but holy shit, can she sing? It, she's so talented. And I think it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's a sad fact, but sometimes if you're good enough. It makes everything. Like you can have like a, it's like a, it's like a line. It's like yeah. this talented for this fucking unbearable. But yeah. Yeah. I just, yeah. Also like, and I think the Leonaissance is upon us <laughs> between oh, this sure. and the Spring Awakening documentary. For because, sure. Because like, like whoever is on her PR team and is like working on this image rehabilitation is doing an amazing job. Yeah. Because like, especially cause like the, the spring awakening documentary made her look so good, mm-hmm. especially when like, she was talking about like accepting Jonathan Groff when he was gay and stuff like that. And so also yeah. the fact that Jonathan Groff is somebody who I've talked about on this podcast before, who I respect, who I am attracted to above mm. all else really and yeah. the fact that he keeps Leah Michelle in such close company all these years later, like, makes me think, like, it gives Crazy. me a certain, it gives me a certain endorsement. No, yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. I'd like to also say that Leah Michelle was the perfect cast member on Scream Queens mm-hmm. because she plays insane so good and I think we need to have Leah in a in like a supporting capacity more often I think so too like I think that would help her not be an evil person and yeah the one episode of Glee that Rachel Berry is in but is not centered around Rachel Berry is the season six episode it's either called a wedding or something like that but it's like it's one of Leah Michelle's best performances on the series because it's about Brittany and Santana and it's also about Kurt and Blaine and there's no room for her she's just like around during the episode and she's mm-hmm. doing like great like comedy and like slapstick and all this stuff and I remember being like wow they should have done more of this yeah yeah because it she got to herself to her own mm-hmm. head and it we all saw yeah. it yeah what it could do and also I feel like something that gets lost a little bit and this is not an excuse but it's just something we need to consider is like she did also go through a very specific like trauma during Glee, especially yeah. like during like having somebody you're like dating and like in the public eye with literally die mm-hmm. of like then, in the way the Cor- that Cory Monteith did and then having yeah. to like go on and having to literally. perform your grief for a television show crazy I know it's like Black Mirror it's crazy and like the fact that she was put through that I feel like people don't talk about that enough yeah anyway not to say that like she should be excused of all these like anti-black things she did but it's just like anyway it just exists in the world and it's just things that I think we should think about sometimes and so um okay Michelle number one Michelle number one and so Becca Mm. who is your first problematic fave so 
this person mm-hmm. I feel like was just my just too obvious I almost didn't write it down mm-hmm. but I thought no 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 it it actually has to be my first presentation and that is none other than Nicki Minaj <gasps> I did not even think about this yeah Nicki yeah. Nikki does belong on this list especially She's now the perfect person for it. yes the yeah perfect person for it because much like Lee Michelle what a singular talent yes. truly no one can do it like she is doing it mm-hmm. has done it will continue to do it revitalize the whole genre of music exactly but at the cost of being anti-vax of being a little bit weird about um I don't know how she deals with other women um uh, among a few other things that are of intimidating <laughs> witnesses in her husband's <laughs> rape trial <laughs> not chalking it up to how she deals with other women um things like that it's like yeah, yeah don't do that don't don't be like that but also mm-hmm. you're a genius yeah mm-hmm so and like yeah. especially with this whole like the fact that Nicki Minaj like how long like 12 15 years now she's been like a mainstream success and now the fact yeah. that like there is this renaissance of women and rap where like mm-hmm. for so long it was just Nicki Minaj and then Literally. of course when like another person came into the industry it got like mm-hmm. a little ugly between Heated. those two and yeah, for sure And that's not, and we acknowledge that that does not come completely from Nikki because it's also just like an industry thing where it's like, yeah, you see for such a long time that only one woman can like exist in the industry. And it's like, Mm -hmm. like Nicki Minaj was like the female rapper. And so when another woman comes into a male dominated space and says, oh, I want to do this too. It's, it's going to be threatening. Yeah. It feels Um, like there's not enough room for both. Yes. And so there is. Yeah, not an excuse for what Nikki has done to like, mostly just Cardi B. Because like, I feel like Cardi, like, I feel like when the wave came in, she realized she couldn't really stop it. But Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, Yeah, my my Sagittarius sister. Exactly, Sagittarius, so you know I'm an optimist. I'm an optimist, something I say (laughs) once a week, um, at least. Um, what's What's your favorite Nicki Minaj song? Oh my God. Uh, I mean, that's hard. Mm-hmm. I guess Barbie Dreams, just because okay. I have never gotten tired of it, mm-hmm. mostly because ah, so many of her songs are so good. And I try mm-hmm. to like learn them. Um, so, like, I, now I know like all of Barbie Dreams, it yeah. feels like a monologue that I could perform at any given moment. Um, but also like 12 year old me wants to say super bass. Uh-huh. So I don't know. It's so, so like so much good stuff. The queen album. Amazing. My friend Corey is a big queen truther. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's a bit, he's like a Nikki. He's like an actual Nikki stand. He has like a Nicki Minaj tattoo. Whoa. Yeah. He has the what outline of the, he has the outline of the Chun Li buns on his yeah I didn't know that that's Mm -hmm. crazy yeah what's your what's your favorite Nikki song I almost feel bad saying this but it probably is Starships yeah because Starships is like an amazing pop song and like I know Nikki hates like the music of that era 
because she was being forced to like do like this pop when she wanted to do something a little bit more true to the rap that she wanted to do and that she's kind Mm -hmm. of done since yeah but something about that song like the electronics the uh it's the perfect summertime song so good we're higher than any other um yeah and uh, I also really love the song yikes yikes and also just the features favorite Nikki feature I gotta say monster or motorsport yeah yeah Uh, uh, motorsport uh thing is sport no sometimes Nikki features sometimes Nikki like sometimes if you actually listen to Nikki's bars you're like okay she was (laughs) that's crazy but like oh. then other times you're like this is this is genuinely amazing I think my favorite yeah. feature of hers is actually um I just had it in my head oh the say so original remix oh so good call them Nestle pretty. they crunchy man <laughs> pretty like Naomi Cassie plus Lauren that's the original or no that's the actual remix and then the original remix is another one but the one you just quoted was the one where she says something around like I'd be counting money while he's sucking my toes yeah which is another great lyric crazy I also yeah. I gotta bring up her Ariana features because her and oh Ariana's yeah working relationship yeah yeah literally so besties a cancer a and a Sagittarius here we go again here we here we come again we don't even have to do the who's who yeah no it's built in oh my god it's built in wait in our relationship i guess in our relationship i am very much the nikki and you are the ariana i think so yeah 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 so barbs barbs we are we love nikki. we're with you yeah we are a little we're not fully we're in like cautious. the barb lane we're cautious we don't love her all the time but we love her most of the time yeah yeah all right well with that being said Mm -hmm. Lynn would you like to do entry number three on the problematic fades list I would and this is the thing on the list that I am most confident would hate Becca and I okay it's a person and Becca and I have talked about them at length before and I think they would dislike Becca and I so much. I think they would hate this podcast, actually. Okay, okay, okay. I think they would revile it. Oh my God. I don't know if I know what you're about to say. So my second entry into our problematic faves canon. Mm-hmm. HRH collection. Oh, okay. But I think... <laughs> I, for some reason, think, like, that I could convince her to like us. <laughs> we could tap dance enough where we convince <laughs> her to like us. So for those of you who don't know, the least famous person we've talked about so far, um, yeah. HRH Collection, or Alex. I don't know her last, I forget her last name, but Alex is a woman who owns a jewelry line called HRH Collection. Mm-hmm. But more importantly, she has a YouTube channel where she just posts these, like, rambling vlogs where she is just she switches between emotions so quickly that it's truly concerning yeah and she hates everyone truly in the in in like the most iconic way possible 
I'm pretty sure she's a Taurus also. I think that makes that sense. That would make a lot of sense for me. But she's, she's also randomly like 45. Yeah. Or something. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She's just like, she's just a prissy like woman who lives in Brentwood and like complains about her life. Definitely voted mm-hmm. for Trump. Yeah. Like both yeah. times, both times. Mm-hmm. Um, or like didn't yeah. vote and didn't like understand the issue with that. Um <laughs> And so she's, but she's just iconic the way she does things. Her personality, you've probably seen a clip of her. Oh, like, a thousand percent you have. If you're listening to this she, podcast, there's no way you don't you've know seen, who HRH yeah, you, is. Yeah, you definitely have seen her. The way she just yells and then goes completely calm. Yes. And then yells it's, like it's like scary. It's so scary. She can mm-hmm. turn it on and off. Well, I actually don't know if she has control. <laughs> yeah. Whatever is inside her can, you know live and die soon and yeah and I think that's the enamoring thing about watching her is you truly don't know if this person is okay yeah but like she's in like a nice house at least and she has a lot of nice things and like runs she a runs business, her so. yeah she runs a business and it seems to be like doing well she has like she has like co-worker I I, I just don't know how can you she like people who work like, under her yeah literally and she is funny sometimes like there's she's this hilarious. one there's this one vlog well like she's unintentionally funny a lot but then other times she is very intentionally funny like there's this one yeah. vlog she did where she um put she was like talking about snacking and like how she like snacks and stuff she also mm-hmm. has like a strong eating disorder yes um and like very much encourages disordered eating and mm-hmm. hates fat people um yeah. and talks openly about all those things and she was like so this is how I do it and she takes her phone and like places it in her fridge and she goes don't get scared the light's gonna go out <laughs> she's like don't freak out don't freak out guys and then guys. she like opens like it's so funny it's like a pov like oh my god but yeah and her little dog ming who's so scared yeah so scared and tiny he has one of the white dogs that like up. cries and she keeps yeah. it pretty clean like ming never looks like teary or anything but like yeah. Ming is so obviously like terrified of her. So clearly scared, just a really scared dog. Probably because she's Crusty like, a, eyes. and it's like Ming is so small and she's like an average sized human. So she's so big to Ming and she's always screaming and like, yeah. <laughs> oh, always screaming. Literally. Oh, that must be the worst as a dog. Mm-hmm. Screaming owner. Favorite HRH quote, Becca? Um, Probably the classic, like, if you get it, if you, you get it, if you don't, you don't. Mm-hmm. It's not the vibe. Stop. It's not the vibe. Stop. No, have you ever seen yeah. the video where I think my favorite is like, you just hit my car. <laughs> oh yeah. She was literally <laughs> filming when somebody like rear-ended her or something. And she goes, you just hit my car. And <laughs> the then she's rage. fully screaming at this person. Yeah. And vlogging. Yeah. Like, I also love wow. when she smokes inside her car and she's like, I can smoke. She's somebody who has conversations with herself, which is also so fun to watch mm-hmm. because she's someone who's like, she'll be smoking a cigarette. And she's like, don't tell me about this. And it's like, nobody said anything. You're alone in a yeah. car, but she's Literally. anticipating like the comments on YouTube and like having a conversation with herself as a result. Yeah. And she will crazy behavior. Yeah. I love when she points into the camera and she's like, if you, I know exactly what you're thinking. You mm-hmm. dirty fucking rat. It's like sinful to make fun of food. Like that's how I was raised. <laughs> She's so funny. Oh my God. Yeah. yeah. HRH, we love. Love. But we're like, anyway. But, yeah. Becca. 
Where are you taking <sighs> us next? So this is another person. Mm-hmm. Um, and someone near and dear to my heart. Definitely not okay. like as close as you and Leah Michelle, okay. but getting there. And that's Lana Del Rey. <gasps> yeah. Another topical one with her new boyfriend who loves guns and I think was a police officer or something like that. And like there were all these photos that just came out of him like making out with a dog and his cousin. Yeah. And... Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, I <laughs> this I is just, a good yeah. yeah this is a good entry. It's like again like she's so good at what she does mm-hmm. but then she says things that are just so strange. Mm-hmm or hurtful or you know I just yeah I don't know the whole also her and like Lana Del Rey versus feminism it's just when she was like I've always been an intersectional feminist I didn't need a word for it to happen and then I was like oh yeah like it's just crazy it feels like if that were true you could have just kept that to yourself (laughs) (laughs) yeah she definitely talks out of turn so and then uh, dates a lot of men who are like cops or like just weird Mm -hmm. like yeah so her personal life is probably a mess yeah I I feel like I'm somebody who like feels like I should have had a Lana Del Rey phase but I just never got into it yeah did you even listen to norman fucking rockwell i tried but i got bored i love the song norman fucking rockwell okay but like mariner's apartment complex i think comes right after that and it's like nine minutes long fair enough and then (laughs) have you ever seen that video where it's like the hotel going like crazy and somebody like jumps off like a balcony and there's like a leak and like everything have you ever seen that one video or i don't even know I feel like somebody will know what I'm talking about, but there's just this video of like chaos erupting at like a hotel and somebody like, I have like a core memory of somebody tweeting that video out and going, this is the Mariner apartment complex. (laughs) Uh, I will say her aesthetic is just so, it was profound to me when I was 13. Mm -hmm. Now I look back and I'm like, Like the twee thing that was happening mm-hmm. is just a little, it's a little cringe to me now, especially with like its whole like pro. Uh, yeah. But it was, it was not inclusive at all. Mm-hmm. Like every other thing about fashion or trends. Literally, yeah. Or whatever. Um, but yeah, that specifically is like, was very alienating, I think. Um, but yeah, Lana, love her, but she needs to. I think get better surroundings and mm-hmm. maybe sleep for like a month and maybe she'll come to her senses. <laughs> she'll wake up feeling better. Yeah. Um, she is very not like the other girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like she that's like the, that. especially cause like, she'll be like, especially cause I feel like she's the person who she like, she's comes, they're like, who are you wearing? And she's like, I just got this at like the mall. Yeah, got this at Old Navy. These are just my denim shorts. Literally. Like, okay, girl. <laughs> you served. Okay. Nice. <laughs> what next? Um, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, Quinn, what's your next entry on the stand list? Or oh, 
proud man faceless. Don't put that on the stainless. Sorry, 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 sorry. Stainless is sacred sorry, document. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh my god. So the next one is going to be a little out of left field. Okay. And it's because I just came up with it today, and it was it was it's related to something I did today, and it's something that I realize is good for me, but does not feel good in the moments when I do it. Mm-hmm. My next entry is core workouts. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I have to ask, are they problematic to you? Yes. Okay. Okay. I don't like how I feel when I'm doing them. And I often don't like how I feel the day after. Yeah. They're hard. Like everything hurts. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just like, I know it's good for me. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it's good. I know it promotes good posture. I know it, like, you know, is toning yeah. something. Like, she has a point. She has a point. Um, she made several points. Like, sometimes it feels good, but then other times I'm just like, oh, I was with, and it, 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 this is starting to intersect with the stand list because I was doing my yoga with Adrian as I am wont to do. Of course. And Miss Adrian really put me through the ringer today with like a core workout. And this month on Adrian's channel, like it's like very core centric. And so I can't escape from it. Yeah. And like, I know it is very beneficial for me to be doing, but it's just like, at the same time, it's hard. And I know I'm going to wake up tomorrow and be like, please. Yeah. And there's something about your core hurting, like your core being sore, where it just makes everything so hard. Yeah getting out of bed yeah. hard going to work hard Moving exactly hard yeah hard and so <sighs> core workouts I do I, enjoy are mm-hmm. you is there a specific core workout you find the 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 worst like I hate sit-ups I'll do crunches forever I'll do bicycle kicks forever I hate sit-ups they hurt my neck I feel like I yeah that's one thing Adrian always says. She says, don't crunch your neck, crunch your stomach. Mm-hmm. Oh, probably bicycles. Really? I love those. Yeah, bicycles. They're the worst. One core exercise I really do love is, it's one Adrian does a lot, but I'm not sure if like the gen pop is up to it, mm-hmm. but it, like targets your obliques. And so you basically get in like a twist, like a supine twist. where you're laying on the ground and you hike your like legs up and you put them to one side Mm -hmm. so you're in like a twist and you do crunches from there oh I like those I find those kind of fun and it's like a fun way to like target and you can tell like you're like oh I feel like I'm toning my obliques with this one yeah wow very nice but also kind of bad yeah that's why she deserves to be on the list. Our problematic fave. Okay, Becca, where are we going next? What okay. else do you have in your little bag of tricks for us? All right. So this one, um, much like I had dogs who can't bark on this one. Well, I'm not going to draw that similarity because my next entry is just regular old sharks. Because yeah. Yeah. I love sharks. I love them. I think they're beautiful, such interesting <laughs> creatures. But they are, are bad scary. sometimes when yeah. they bite people. <laughs> Come on, cuties, stop biting. Yeah. It's so 
it's problematic because they're gonna okay they're gonna bite someone realize it's oh my god it's 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 not the food i wanted i gotta go but it's like they don't realize the havoc they just caused probably killing literally yeah they don't know their own strength yeah no they're just little sweethearts it's like a huge dog that doesn't like socialize correctly when it like jumps on people it's like they don't get it exactly i know and you can't reason with them because they're a shark yeah, they don't speak English or anything. Or any language. <laughs> they don't speak. Yeah. 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 And it sucks because it's like, I do feel bad for the sharks, but because mm-hmm. I feel like sharks are very much like bees and that they only truly fuck with us when they feel like we're fucking with them. But I feel like also if you just like act the wrong way at a bee, it will sting you. Or like, I don't know. Bees yeah. are just so, so quick to sting. A mm-hmm. shark, I think, is less quick to bite. But also, I've never been bit by a shark and I've been stung by a bee. A shark did... So you have bias, is what you're saying. I do, but I did have a shark encounter, but I was not bit. Like an actual shark? Yeah, a hammerhead, a baby hammerhead shark um, swam over my foot one time. Like in, like, open water? Yeah. It happened in Delaware. In Lewis. That's scary. It was in the bay. Could you believe? Can't believe and they that. have they have nets that are supposed to stop that, but that's the bay my grandparents live on. Yeah. Yep. 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 Um <laughs> yeah, sharks. I um favorite kind of shark. Great white, for sure. Wow. What the most you? bitey. Yeah. <laughs> the big biters. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have a favorite shark? The whale shark. Nice. Those are the remember, spotted ones. Yes. I remember one time in first grade, my teacher, I was reading a book on whale sharks. And my teacher took a drawing I was tracing because oh. apparently I was like off task or something. What the hell? Like first grade, like what even can you be on task? literally what tasks do you have as a first grader um excuse oh. me i was drawing that <laughs> drawing you're stymieing my artistic creativity and that's not something i appreciate i don't like it. and maybe that's what and maybe today that's why i'm not a visual artist everything of that i would believe it yeah interesting yeah wow yeah maybe that's why i don't know proper technique <laughs> anyway oh also i was walking down the street the other day mm-hmm. and I, so I do have a shark jaw tattooed around my knee. Sick. Um, so sick. People can look at my Instagram for that. But um, I was walking and a guy goes, excuse me, ma'am. Is, is that a shark? And I was like, yeah. And he goes, uh, please let me take a photo. I was like, okay. He goes, I got this buddy. He loves sharks. His name is Jaws. <laughs> I was like, "The your friend's name is Jaws? And he was like, yeah. I was like, honestly, rock on. <laughs> he likes sharks. His name is Jaws. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Jaws. Yeah, that's an, that's an appropriate interest for someone named Jaws, I would say. Exactly. So it all adds up. But yeah, sharks, I love them. Mm-hmm. But um, Quinn, where are we going next? So my fourth entry is the most recent. Is it actually? Yeah, it was the last thing I put on the list. Okay. But I'm presenting as the fourth, just for style. Um, Sure. It's a song. 
Ooh. And it's a song I think a lot about, especially with the way in which the artist has been acting recently. And it's an artist that Becca and I, that an artist worthy of the stand list, I would say. At one time, this artist could have been on this list, but now I feel like the artist is in a place where they could firmly be on the stand list. Okay. And so my fourth entry will be Better Than Revenge by Taylor Swift. Yeah. A slut-shaming anthem. <laughs> but it's so good. It's such a good song. But I truly, I truly think, like, I will be surprised if she releases it just, like, a full... Like, I will be surprised if she just, like, puts it out without changing the lyrics a little bit. Yeah, I don't think we'll we'll ever get it again. Like, I feel like she might put something out. Like, I feel like she might rewrite it or something for Speak Now, Taylor's version. And Speak Now is my favorite Taylor Swift album. And so, like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I need to put that out there. But Better Than Revenge, it's just... I truly... Most of the song isn't even bad, but I think truly just the lyric she's better known for the things that she does on the mattress is just yeah, very, it's, like, it's just not. Yeah. And it's, and it's nice because it's, it's like Taylor Swift is clearly like it. It's just interesting because the reason I think about it is because that's clearly not who Taylor Swift like is anymore. Yeah. She grew up, she learned like Taylor Swift now. And she wrote that album when she was 20. So like. It was I, bound I think, to happen. I think she was well within her right to write something like that. And even then it was like, innocuous and like mm-hmm. nowhere near like the worst public thing she's ever done probably but like I don't know when I listen to the song it's just you know I when I was going through my villain era um mm-hmm. this past winter yeah. did sing better than revenge for a karaoke at tequila cowboy yeah perfect and it, it was probably the most powerful I ever felt I was also mm-hmm. dressed up as a nun yes as you should have been so a nun was singing Better mm-hmm. Than Revenge in a Western-themed bar. Mm-hmm. I'd love yeah. video footage of that, but I don't have it. <laughs> but um, You are performance art. Yes. You are performance oh art. Yeah, I, there's, something, there's something lovely about it. And um, like the story of us, I feel like is like a, it's like a sibling of like the story of us, but... Like the story of us is like, I feel like if she had centered it on the man, because obviously like it just, it, it's not a woman's fault that like a man you like is, you know, fooling around with someone yeah, else. Yeah, exactly. So like, and that's just, yeah, that's the whole thing about it. Even if, even if somebody is trying to like conspire, if it ultimately is a thing where they like go and hook up, then it's like still the person who had a commitment to use fault. Exactly. And like maybe the person's shitty for trying to like, exacerbate it yeah but it also is never she also never gets that thing where she's like oh and you suck too you suck even more but anyway exactly. yeah so better than revenge we love it i'll listen to it i'll scream the lyrics mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but i will you know so good the messaging not the best yeah but becca this is your fourth one as well so yeah where are we going Sharks okay. is hard to follow up. It is. And mm-hmm. this one, I actually, I thought of this today as well, kind of a last minute thing. Mm-hmm. Um, it's something I think you'll agree with. Yes. And it's not inherently problematic, mm-hmm. but it feels problematic. 
And that is that I prefer blue eyes over any other eye color on anyone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. my God. This is crazy. This is scary. This okay. is scary. This is scary. This is scary to me because I okay. have the same thought so often. Every time, like a lot of times when I see people with brown eyes, I'm like, they would look better if they had blue eyes. No, yeah. And it's like, okay, blue eye supremacy. Or like I, I would, can't just I would find them more attractive if they had blue eyes. Yes. It's a personal preference thing. Yes. I'm not like, oh, brown eyes are ugly, but I'm just mm-hmm. like, I wish that I were blue. Yes. <laughs> and like it's it's not that's not like bad, but it feels weird that mm-hmm. it's like, you know. Yeah. 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 Because yeah, just... of connotations of blue yes and it's yeah mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. and okay also <laughs> let's let's say this like let's yeah let's appreciate ourselves for a second I another thing that's like on watch it's not at the same level of like I, I feel like I've talked on the podcast before about when people are like when I say I don't like cilantro and people are like oh does that mean you have the gene where it tastes like soap and I'm like no it just tastes like asshole like literal asshole like worse than asshole actually um oh and people are always like oh it's like genetic and I'm like no people are allowed to not like things like we don't need to pathologize everything yeah true I what was my point with that <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no okay. you can't, this you my can't point. This say that not know where you're this going is, okay this Go is ahead. my point actually um I hate when people are like oh well you know blue eyes are just a result of inbreeding like shut the it's fuck not- up we're all inbred like what yeah As that's what human being that's is how, yeah. like that's how it works literally how else does the population grow we're all a little inbred some of us just more than others and <laughs> I thought this light was gonna help <laughs> god no because right. i was i was i was looking i'm like becca is just getting darker like it's just <laughs> dark just what the dark. she is she's I just sitting maybe- in the dark podcasting yeah, because it was light enough out earlier, but now the shadow yeah. so maybe that's, that's just the bat the signal. <laughs> um, anyway. Yeah, so yeah, people like, okay, don't hate on, well, like, and yeah, I don't know. And blue eyes is also, you know, <laughs> it does have such a bad connotation because it's like, you know. It's tricky, it's tricky. And it's also t- so tied to like Euro, like beauty standards and like. I know. Yeah. But mm. it's who Beck and I are. Exactly. What can I say? Don't hate I us. We it. know it's bad. We know it's bad. Yeah, we can. And sometimes we can recognize the problem. And sometimes people do like with brown eyes. I'll see on Snapchat people do like the blue eyes filter, and I'm like, oh, you're scary now. Yeah, you know? it does because it doesn't work on everyone. Yeah, and, and also having brown eyes sometimes seems like a serve, like because. I'm yeah. like blue eyes are just like scientifically more sensitive to light. And sometimes I'm just like, well, what would it be like if I was like brown eyes and didn't feel like I always had to be like in the sun? I know. Literally. Ooh. Yeah. So shout out to all the people with brown eyes. Or we love eyes. you guys. We yeah. love you guys. I think we should band together against people with green eyes. That would be fun. Cause they always, you want to talk about blue eyed people keeping their eyes open? Green eyes. <laughs> green-eyed people never let you forget the fact they have green eyes literally they're like look at that tree it happens to be the same color of my eyes no yeah we yeah we need to talk about that they're so annoying and 
they are much less common than blue-eyed people. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about it. Statistically. All right. Well, now that we've gotten that out of the way, mm-hmm. Quinn, where are we going next? We're already at my final entry. Wow. Which is an idea, an action even. It's a little broad, but I think it'll make sense. My next problematic fave is consumption. Wow. Yeah. Wow. This was so, oh my God, Quinn, this is the perfect entry. <laughs> the perfect, the quintessential. Oh my God. And this is it's... why I placed it last in the most powerful position. Because <laughs> it's so true. Yeah, literally. It's so true. Yeah. Because I be consuming. I be consuming things. I be consuming things. Oh my God. I've recently, I've, I have a problem. Can I say, I think the thing I have a problem with the most is some people might think it's clothes, but honestly, I don't own that many clothes and I'm not a like bad consumer of clothes. Mm. I think especially compared with other people, I am not a bad consumer of clothes. Like I have a lot of them, but a lot of them are like ethically sourced, yada, 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 all that stuff. Yeah. Something, an area of my life in which I am truly heinous, books. Oh. Something about me is that I will uh, buy a book. Yeah. And I don't know. <laughs> I think you should be allowed to. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it's, it's fine because I don't like throw them away or anything. So I don't feel like I'm wasting, but also I'm contributing to an industry that like, of course, is like paper and all that kind of stuff. And like yeah. I could use an e-reader, but something about me, I don't like it. I don't like don't them. Like it. It's I not like good. A physical book in my hands. I, I want like to flip those pages. Pages. I yeah, love the way a book smells. Exactly. I love the smell of a bookstore. I love going to a bookstore. <laughs> I love finding new books that I can pick up and say, "Oh, oh, oh, this sounds interesting." Oh my god! Oh I've my god! Have it. <laughs> oh my god I gotta have that exactly Literally, I think I bought <laughs> I don't want to say I'm gonna be brave I think I bought what? like eight books within the last two weeks that's okay that's okay and I, and I finished like two books in that time okay that's something where yeah I will buy more books than ever I could even read realistically literally yeah and I'm like, so I haven't, that's I haven't made much of a dent in like my, I just love it. Yeah. I just want to get something about something about like the support local bookstores movement. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> and now it gave me an excuse. It was like enabling for me almost, but yeah. yeah. But consumption more broadly, that's, that's an area I struggle with consumption, but also like, it's like taking it back to Mr. Shaw's AP and Visai class. It's like, when you truly like understand like if you start to like understand like your carbon footprint like there's no way you can start to understand like your carbon footprint and not feel so shitty about yourself yeah I know but also a certain amount of it is just like society and like how we live and like you know yeah it's it's crazy because like personal responsibility is important but Mm -hmm not nearly as one billionaire changing their lifestyle <laughs> literally, so, yeah. literally like do what you can but also 
it's not all that serious because you're mm-hmm. one person at the end of the day. Yeah. So keep keep reading. Yeah, keep reading. At least I'm like buying clothes. And the other thing, yes. And the other thing about <laughs> books is like I feel like I went through an era where I like wasn't buying books that much. And so now I feel like I'm catching up almost in a way. And see, I like legitimize it to myself. Yeah, it's so easy. It's so, so easy. easy so easy. It's so easy. Yeah. Um, crazy. And so yeah. All right. Well, Becca, finish us off before, of yeah. course, we get to our alternates. But um, of course. Um, okay. So my last entry is another person. Mm-hmm. It's someone who I actually don't feel that strongly about, but I just, they just deserve this spot from mm-hmm. their time in the media. Yeah. And that's Azealia Banks. <laughs> I'm so glad you put this because I was thinking, I was thinking of Azealia Banks as. I like prepared for the podcast and I'm like, should I, should I take something off? And I'm like, no, she's not really somebody I care much about or like, like the song 212. Think- oh, so I'm the only one popping my pussy right pussy now. Right now. But- <laughs> to one, so no, um, literally- uptown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, you yeah. know, what's up or don't you anyway? So no. So that. her music is good and I really mm. like dancing to it, but not nearly do I do I care about her music as nearly as much as I care about her presence and culture and how oh, she yeah. has contributed to my personal laughter? Uh-huh. <laughs> so many things she's done, I've just had a giggle at uh-huh. or just had to laugh at. Yeah. When her and other problematic fave Lana Del Rey had a fight, I was eating that up on Twitter. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When Lana told her, like, I'll deck you basically. Mm-hmm crazy that had me having a laugh when, when she, she was like thought... sacrificing cats in her closet or something or doesn't she have like the skeleton of like her cat azelia yeah i didn't know about that but i'm sure she, she does. was like casting spells with like chicken bones or something i want to say like there was like that was one of her controversies and she like one of her cats oh that God. died she like kept its skeleton i can't even respond to that other than yeah yeah and also, she's just also Crazy. said, like, just violently racist and homophobic stuff. Oh, the worst. Like, truly a problematic person. Yes. Yeah. But also has such clarity in things she says sometimes. Yeah. She's so convicted. Like, sometimes you can't, like, the way she presents something, it's like, oh, that's not good. But, like, you can't ultimately, she's not wrong. No. Like, when she called she Charlie Reed. Or no, not Charlie. I was about to say Charlie or Jepson. When she called Charlie XCX an ashtray. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. It's like, you have to be so like smart to understand that joke. Yeah. No, Azealia is- And you have to she... be even smarter to craft it. <laughs> you have to be a fucking genius. And she is a genius. Mind. I'm convinced of that. Yeah. She definitely has the mind of a mastermind. Yeah. It's crazy. And um, also Wendy Williams, who we need to talk about again, who also worry. could have fit quite nicely on this list. Um, There's no saying she hasn't been. She, <laughs> <laughs> when she did the round off on her show, like that infamous clip of her saying, Azealia Banks has had conflict with, and like stated all, like went on for like two minutes. <laughs> Literally. And like, there's like the state of Ireland, which like Wendy doesn't even mention, but is like on there. And like, yeah. <laughs> no literally azealia just beefs with everyone and it's a beautiful thing to see mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i'm glad she was included wow. yeah well wow. wow we did it again 
Yeah. So Becca and I have created another list. Mm-hmm. I feel like it might be a theme of our podcast moving forward with some of the other things we have planned. Tee-hee. But yeah, so that was our problematic faves. So Becca and I are going to go take a little breather and mm-hmm. then we back to <laughs> um, get into our segments cool. for this week. Hello, my little jump scares. Quinn here, if you couldn't tell. So as Beck and I discussed several times throughout the podcast, we actually both developed an alternates list in case we had any mm, parallel thinking. But since that was not the case, we have now decided to upload that conversation as an exclusive to our YouTube channel. That'll be posted sometime on Wednesday, July 27th. So if you want to take a little look at that, head over to our YouTube channel, subscribe, leave a like on the video. But seriously, do check out the alternates. It's just as fun and funky and fresh as the regular list. Some notable snubs. Did we get them in the alternates? You'll have to watch to find out. I will give you one little hint about what's going on in the alternates. Hmm. That walk was diabolical. So yeah, head over to our YouTube channel, Manic Pixie Jump Scare on YouTube, and have a good time. Okay, bye. Guys, I'm scared. <gasps> oh. <laughs> oh my god, so Becca and I are back. Yeah. Becca is now in a little bit better of light because Becca was yes. giving Campfire Story a little bit during the last segment. For all <laughs> I was giving listeners. Blair Witch for sure. <laughs> literally Blair Witch (laughs) I had my own flashlight on I was leaving Blair Witch um so we have a segment we like to do here on the podcast called comment corner and it's a podcast where you guys write in and we read it and so we have somebody we have somebody who's a little Addison Rae obsessed with us and so Becca's (laughs) gonna read (laughs) <laughs> literally um becca's gonna read their email right now yes okay so this is from stranger nanditer Murhesh. <laughs> nice to meet you okay it says hi pixies nan here again famously with my friend molly again just writing in to talk about how impactful this show has been on our lives Something about us, your voices, we love. I need to nap, I put MPJ on. I need to shower, I put MPJ on. I in the car, I put MPJ on. I need to listen to a high quality podcast. <laughs> Where am I going? Podcast. And sh- <laughs> oh, God. I need to listen to a high quality podcast and chuckle left, right. Left and right, I put MPJ on. Keep up the good work. Hoping to be on the show one D. Have many a thing to discuss. You guys had a large impact on a very special new development in my life. And you probably didn't even know that. This podcast brought us very close together as we dissected the podcast. Brought up chats of our own. And just accepted that we should always be our most authentic selves. And to that... Let's get a rock on everyone. Peace, love, and rock. Nan Sam Mahesh. Wow. What was that? 
All right. Who was that? <laughs> Guys, I don't know what was that. Guys, I'm scared. Thank you, Nandita. Um, I'm so happy that, that you moving. and your friend, Molly, are enjoying this podcast. Yeah. And you have such a beautiful accent. It's crazy. Um, I could tell just from your email. <laughs> but dumb. I know. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. Okay. Well, um, guys, thanks for the kind words for sure. Yeah, guys, please write in. Um, Yeah. Nan can't be our only person writing in. (laughs) No, that would be humiliating, guys. Well, we did have Lauren last week. Thank you, Lauren. Another stranger. Um, Yeah. But we'd love to hear from you guys. Have you struck up any friendships? Have you made any community? Becca, what if like one day our podcast grows to a level where people start making like friends based off the podcast? internet friends oh my god i hope all the people in france watching are literally you know finding each other Zut allo, a new mpj when we do our live show at the aurora borealis i hope people like maybe they'll get like a hostel together maybe they'll like you know i'm i'm excited for that we should do a meet and greet in the arctic oh my god yeah bring oh your thermos god. bring your thermos it's a little <laughs> cold up there loves it yeah oh yeah good comment corner but now we move on to perhaps the centerpiece of our whole show oh our little segments we like to do our first is the jump scare of the week so it's something that literally instilled such a sense of horror in becca and i that we have to bring it to you the listeners and say watch out (gasps) yeah don't don't look out for this thing in the world so becca what is your jump scare for this week so actually, I did not pre-prepare a jump scare, but mm-hmm. right before we started filming, I told you how I now have, um, I got a new insulin pump. It's the same yes. kind I used to have, but it's just a new one because my other one was out of warranty. Mm-hmm. And so my old one's name was Tiffany. Yeah. Um, and this one's name is Chloe. Oh. Yeah. Hi, Chloe. Hello. A little sexy 2000s name. Mm-hmm. Um, and the thing about Chloe is that she's an icon. She started yeah. working immediately. The thing about Tiffany is she, this bitch won't die. I've looked up so many ways on how to permanently turn an insulin pump off. And she's just not having it. I think she's dead. And she, boom, she comes back to life. Beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep, And beep. I did hear Tiffany crying, pleading out, Becca. <laughs> Put me in. Put me in. And Tiffany is concerned about you, Becca. I know. And I get it because she tries so hard to do her job all day long. But I just wanted to have a little break, go into restorative mode. But it's past her time, ultimately. Exactly. When one supreme rises, the other fades away. <laughs> it's how the laws of nature. I can't make this stuff up, guys. Yeah, literally. You can't. Yeah. <sighs> but, Quinn, what's scaring you this week? What is scaring me this week? I had such a clear answer to this at one point during the day, but I, something, a problem I have. Oh, just remembered it. But a problem I have, it actually relates to my jump scare. I like think of manic pixie moments and jump scares, but I want them to be organic. So I like don't write them down, but then I just end up like pausing. Anyway, my jump scare is truly the way I lose things, but even more specifically than that, the way I lose clothing really like i have full articles of clothes i have multiple articles of clothing missing where i'm like i just don't know where that is dang i'm so materially like i 
I'm so weird about my stuff. Uh-huh. I do not. And I, I am too. Tabs. I have tabs on everything. Literally. And Becca's seen how small the place I live is. Like, there's not much place yeah. to lose things. But Does somehow I- give you anxiety? What do you mean? How small where I live is? Like, no, when something's missing. Like, kind of, but I, I just, like, move on. <laughs> crazy and it's nothing there's nothing like like one thing I noticed like the first time I noticed is like I'm missing like my black turtleneck like I have no idea where it went Mm. but now something that I am having a little anxiety about is my share shirt no I don't know where she is I can't find her no and so like that'll be that'll be like a loss that will be a loss you have to find her and then I just like like yesterday I came back, I was away from Pittsburgh and I came back and I took jewelry with me that like I thought I would want to wear. And I don't know if I left it in my house by accident back home or, I mean, nothing much could have happened to it realistically, Mm -hmm. but like, I just didn't have it. Like I didn't unpack it. And now I'm like, well, where is that? I'm just like, I'm bad. Like I'm like that or not bad, but it's one of my weaknesses or not weaknesses, but like I'm not very good. <laughs> not bad, not weaknesses. Okay, I'm trying yeah, yeah, yeah. to non-judgment, but mm-hmm. I just am very like scatterbrained. I just have so many things going on in my mind at any given time that it sure. makes me like miss those finer details sometimes. Yeah. And then it does give me like a, where is that? Because I had some, like, I guess you could say I have anxiety because like my favorite pair of like black sunglasses are in that bag. I have like a gold chain that like I paid a good amount for that like I don't necessarily want to lose some earrings. And so I think it's just at my house or it got lost somewhere, but I don't know. I just, I don't like how I can like lose track of things so easily. Yeah, dang. Okay, well, I hope everything lost finds you again. Fair to St. Anthony. Manifesting full moon today. (gasps) <gasps> yeah the blood moon super moon scary so exciting wow anyway yeah so now we like to end on a positive note here and so now we have the manic pixie moment where's the moment where we just felt like that bitch like Split. the whole world revolved around who us us and so becca what was that moment for you well it actually happened today <gasps> When I was getting my hair bleached, when I was getting my hair bleached, I was like, Mm. uh, and I was like, you know what? I'm so inspired by my friend Quinn reading all the time. I'm going to bring a book with me. And so I literally was getting my hair bleached, reading the book, my year of rest and relaxation, which is such a manic pixie book. And I was like this the manic pixie book right now, literally. And I was like, to to be a viewer of someone, like everyone else in this establishment looking at me doing this, bleaching my hair and reading this book, it's like, that is so funny. I wish someone took a photo of me. No, literally. And like, that's something like people with like astonishing auras or something. I could see that being like a Twitter account that like that picture (laughs) of you gets posted on. Literally. I have such a clear image of it in my head. Yeah, Yeah. Something about reading in public, it will make you feel like the main character yeah exactly Mm -hmm. so I very much was feeling that (sighs) but Quinn what made you feel like that girl this week I'm gonna get I I might get emotional but I I genuinely I was like 
and in like a way where this is like meant to be jokey but like this is not a joke and like I'm I'm gonna have a vulnerable moment with the audience but I am and my friend Becca of course but I am so proud of like what we are doing here like I like I was editing our last episode today and I was genuinely like laughing out loud like I think it's like funny I think we're getting better at it I think like we're growing which is so nice to see like yeah because like I like Becca doesn't see the numbers as much as I do because I am like kind of in charge of all that but Becca is definitely like the force behind the numbers because she's the genius behind our TikTok which is like the main thing for our growth and it's just it's just nice it's just it's it's nice because like I feel like especially with like the COVID of it all and like everything with like Mm -hmm. how life has been so disrupted in the past couple years it's like I felt like at multiple times during my life like why am I trying like like why am I trying if everything is just like a garbage fire and shit and it feels like I can't do anything ever Mm -hmm. and like without it like blowing up in my face or like leading to disappointment and like all that and like this podcast is just like restoring my faith in like a weird way and like universe and everything because it's just like if you build it they will come if you work hard at something and you try to make a great product and you try your best at something and you know sometimes you always you don't like live up to it some episodes aren't as good as other ones you know whatever but it's like like it just feels nice that like we are making this thing that we're proud of and people also like it. And it feels like this bet that we took on ourselves and like have invested in at this point feels like it's paying off. And that's just such a nice feeling. And it makes you feel like, you know, you're that girl who's like slowly building her media empire. Oh my God, Quinn. I so agree with everything you just said. That's so sweet and so true. And And I'm so lucky to be doing it with you. I know. Oh my God. I feel the same way, but it's like, it's it's like and I'm trying to not get like too into it but like and like trying not to be like you know media validation is everything but it's just it's like you know obviously it's like it's hard to know what to expect like going into it like yeah it's just like I don't know like what you know this is going to be like Becca and I are people who are just like we're not like celebrities we don't have platforms we don't yet you know yet (laughs) we're on our way (laughs) don't Um, worry and in our minds and in our mindset Oh yeah. Different story. But oh, yeah. um, you know, but it's like it's and it's obviously like we don't have like a producing entity behind us that's like funneling money into this or anything. Like, mm-hmm. but it's nice because it's like, you know, obviously, like in my wildest dreams, we were gonna like upload one episode and everybody was gonna be like, oh my god, this is amazing. We get it, yeah. But like realistically, that was never gonna happen. But mm-hmm. like the fact that like we're growing and that the fact that people I don't know listen to this podcast like people who found us on a TikTok and thought we were funny people who watch our YouTube videos and think we're funny people who like you know yeah. it's it's definitely expanded beyond people just in Becca and I's immediate circle and that's just mm-hmm. something like I almost didn't allow myself to expect going into this and so it's really just like I'm just grateful I'm I'm, I'm taking this moment to be very grateful for what yeah. Becca and I are building here I love doing this show even if it is hard sometimes, it makes me a little like, never like the actual recording of it, but just like planning and going all that kind of like production stuff. But hopefully we'll get people on staff soon to like, so we don't have to do it. We can just show up and look pretty. Seriously. Do what we're best at. Um, (laughs) Literally. But yeah. And so, yeah, I'm just very proud of what me and my friend Becca are doing. And I love it very much. Me too. That's so sweet. (sighs) And so, yeah. I guess on that note, 
it's the end but um yeah. <laughs> end of the podcast guys yeah we're wrapping it yeah. up um, <laughs> nine episodes that's the run uh, anyway wow. but yeah so becca the question now becomes where can people find you if they want to keep up with you in their off time in your new blonde era in your international travel era seriously guys check in i am Literally. at becca hobart on instagram bex gloss mm-hmm. on twitter and where y'all going during world war three on tiktok mm-hmm. and you can also find me reading my year of rest and relaxation on the street corner mm-hmm. every single one literally quinn where can the people keep up with you individually i'm at quinn p murphy on instagram and tiktok and i'm at quinny p123 on twitter um or you could find me doing work for this podcast and getting emotional um slash laughing <laughs> slash you know having everything um that comes along with starting a media empire oh crazy and becca where can the people keep up with our show of course follow us at manic pixie jump scare mm-hmm. on instagram and tiktok mm-hmm. and youtube where we post exclusive content this yes. week there were some exclusives and next week there will be some more exclusives i believe mm-hmm. Yeah. And of course, please, 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 please email into <sighs> manicpixiejumpscare at gmail.com. Yes, of Tell course. us anything. Tell us literally anything. anything. We love secrets. We're begging for secrets. We're begging for secrets at this point. Please. Also, um, I will push again. We have not gotten a review on Apple Podcasts since our lovely friend who Becca used to work with, whose name I can't yes. remember right now. But John. John. John, thank you. John, John, and we love John. And we read his comment or their comment on the airwaves. And so that could be you if you leave us a nice enough comment. Seriously. Tweet about us. Talk about (laughs) us on Pinterest. Anything. (laughs) LinkedIn. Tag us. LinkedIn. (laughs) Check it out, guys. But um, yeah, so tell people, if you like the podcast, tell somebody about it. Listen to it with a friend, much like our best friends, Nandita and Molly. Yeah. Yeah. Except obviously play it from both of your devices, but only listen on one so that we get both of these, obviously. Yeah. yeah. You guys get that though. Yeah. You get that. Yeah, like start at the same time. Like it's like, yeah. Oh my God, I can't believe they said that. Oh, like and it's like, exactly. are you on that part? Oh my god, no. Oh my god, they just said it. Oh my god. <laughs> Crazy. So funny. But yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're, we're Quinn, Quinn and, and we're, we're Becca. Becca. And, and thank you, thank you. for listening. listening. <laughs> <laughs> I can't breathe. I can't breathe. <laughs> oh my god. Manic Pixie Jump Scare is hosted by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Executive produced by Quinn Murphy and Becca Hobart. Sound and video editing by Quinn Murphy. Social media management and highlights by Becca Hobart. And our theme song was written by Quinn Murphy, Becca Hobart, and Nandita Mahesh.